0: Today, we are talking to Ryan Linthicum about disordered eating and her struggle with binge eating. Ryan is a provisionally licensed professional counselor and the founder of Coffee Talks Wellness. Ryan specializes in helping women incorporate health and wellness into their life without it being their life. Her mission is to help women finally let go of food obsession and body shame so that they can get back to their lives and start living again. Along with helping women overcome their struggles with bodies and food, Ryan helps thousands through her podcast and Instagram, sharing daily inspiration, therapeutic skills, and her love for Oreos. Want to get amazing insights and perspectives from local health and fitness professionals here in Jackson Hole? This is the podcast, and I am your host, Dr. Laura Wright. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Health in the Whole. I am here today with Ryan Nicole of Coffee Talks Wellness. Ryan, how are you?
1: Good. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm so excited to be here.
0: I, I'm excited to have you on. I've listened to a little bit of your podcast and looked at some of your stuff. Tell us, I know it's a long story because I listened to your intro, a little bit of your story, how you landed here in Jackson, what led you to what you're doing now?
1: Yeah. So um, kind of a funny story for psych actually. So I struggled with my own mental health growing up and I really had no intention ever of being a therapist. I kind of decided to go into psych because I was like, I'm going to figure this out myself. I'm going to learn how to figure out my own mind so I can start feeling better. So when I decided to Go into psych as my major in college, it was never to be a therapist. It was strictly to figure out my own stuff. And then I was like, I don't know, I'll just figure out what I'm going to do with that later. Mm -hmm. And then later down the line, I went, I've been to a ton of different therapists. Therapy was very normalized in my family, which I'm so grateful for. And I had one that just changed my life. Like everything that she brought in was just everything that I wanted to be going forward and I was like, I feel like all of my struggles have been for a reason and I want to share that with other people along with this psych knowledge that I have. Now, coming to Jackson, so I'm originally from Arizona, did undergrad and grad in San Diego and then for my grad, I had to do this internship um, to complete my master's and they said you know this is something that you can go anywhere to do and so I was like hmm I'm not really loving San Diego right now and I can go anywhere to do this internship why not go somewhere crazy different and if I hate it it's just for a year Right. and my best friend's brother lived out here and so we kind of dabbled with the idea of coming out here and we were kind of going back and forth between here and Denver and I was like you know if I'm gonna make this move like I want it to be crazy different like I want to like really experience something different I've never lived in the snow before and came out here three years ago planning on only being here for a year and (laughs) I'm still here as many people say
0: so you came out for an internship yes and where was that at
1: at currency lee okay so I did that for a year and then um did a little stuff on my own and now I'm back working at a full, as a full time therapist
0: at Corin Sealy. Yeah. And so, what is your role there?
1: I'm a full time um, clinician there, a full time therapist. I'm currently a provisionally licensed professional counselor. So I'm working towards getting my hours to be a fully licensed professional counselor. It's kind of like I like to describe it to people as like my residency, um, as you would say. So I'm getting all my hours to be fully licensed. So I'm doing that there. Um, And then hopefully, fingers crossed, at the end of this year, I'll be a fully licensed professional counselor. So just working towards my hours right now, Um, but still working there as a full-time therapist.
0: And what does Current Sealy specialize in?
1: in a, they specialize in addiction. Um, it is an outpatient treatment center for addiction.
0: And what types of addiction? Is it all types? Is it alcohol, drug?
1: Alcohol and drug addiction. Okay.
0: And is that something that you had specialized in? Or is that just something that like all cult counselors... Can, can do?
1: No, it kind of just like fell into my lap. Um, when I was looking for a place to intern at, um, They I applied to a lot of different places and they had the best opportunity. And um, it has just been such an amazing place to work. And it's just, you know, I feel like with that, you get a little taste of everything. Um, and so I've been able to really experience so many different types of people and types of things that have helped me just grow my knowledge for therapy in general.
0: Got it. And then I know you've, you've started a new company. We'll talk more about that in a little bit, but what was it on your journey? Can you share a little bit? I know you, you like to be open. (laughs) What were your struggles? What led you to see a therapist and do this now?
1: Yeah. So I struggled with um, disordered eating, uh, specifically binge eating. That was something that I really struggled with started as a innocent diet that turned into a year of heavy restriction to getting to the point of, you know, being at a very unhealthy, low weight, and then starting to binge eat. So I always like to kind of clarify the difference between emotional eating and binge eating. So a lot of people think of binge eating as emotional eating and they're actually different. So emotional eating is kind of just like when you're sad and you go to like the ice cream or cupcake or whatever to soothe your feelings. Binge eating is actually a response to restriction or deprivation. So it is kind of this like out of body, like really aggressive eating where it's like you just have this insatiable hunger that you can't you feel like you can't get rid of. Um, Mm -hmm. and it is something that your body just goes to automatically and you feel like you have no control. And it's like, there's a part of you that wants, it's just like very complex and it is really has to do less with emotions. Obviously there's emotions in it, but it has to do more with the restriction piece. So I struggled with that for seven years. Um, Mm -hmm. Until I woke up one day and I was like, you know, I'm ready to try something different. I cannot keep living my life this way. And so I went to therapy. Um, I had been to therapy before, but I wasn't ready. And that is the biggest thing that I always like to tell people is that, you know, you have to be ready when you want to change. And The therapist that I went to before, they didn't tell me anything different. I just wasn't there. And so when I was finally ready, I was like, I am willing to do whatever it takes. I'm willing to give over that power um, and be free of this. I went to therapy. That's how I met my therapist. That changed my life. um, And then transferred over to being like, okay, like this is what I really want to do. And so that's what got me kind of interested in this work in the sense that I was like, you know, all of this happened to me. And I feel like nobody really talks about it. And actually binge eating was something that was not even put in the DSM until 2013. And so I was going through it when it, when you could research it and like, not like you wouldn't get any information about it. So I was constantly like, What is wrong with me? I don't know how to tell people about it because I don't even understand it. And so I now have, you know, gotten to the place that I was like, I just don't want anybody to feel that way. And if I can be that person for other people that can feel like they're not alone, they're not crazy, they have someone that they can tell that gets it, Mm -hmm. then that's what matters to me. And so that is what got me interested in this. um, And that is what I particularly specialize in. I don't necessarily do like full eating disorders. I specialize in like disordered eating and binge eating specifically. Got
0: it. Awesome. Okay. And then today we're focusing more in body acceptance. because we talked about that. Why is that important? Why does it matter if we like or accept our bodies?
1: Yeah, such a good question. So first I want to clarify that acceptance doesn't actually mean that You like it. And so I think the biggest misconception that people have is that if I accept my body as it is, that means I like it. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, kind of separating the two and realizing that acceptance just means that you're just not choosing to reject. So you can accept your body, even if you don't love everything about it or you don't like everything about it. It's just saying, like, hey, this is my body today. I'm going to accept it because rejecting it doesn't do anything but make me feel bad. But I think going back to your initial question, I believe that poor body image is essentially the basis for all disordered eating and food obsession. Individuals who are not okay with the way that they eat or obsess over food is typically the kind of people or typically they struggle with their relationship with their body. And so It goes back to this idea that when I can decide what to eat based on what I feel like will make my body feel good because I care for it, rather than what I feel like I should have because I don't care for my body, we actually can build sustainable habits and have this idea of like, or this feeling of food freedom where it's like, we don't think about food, we can just live our lives and food is a part of our life, but it's not all consuming. I think it really comes down to you know, less about your body and more about the way that you live your life. And oftentimes body hate causes us to put our lives on pause and waiting until we lose the weight to go on that vacation or Mm -hmm. ask that person out or apply for the job or even just be happy. And then it's like all this life goes by. And it's like, you know, we miss out on so much because we have our life on pause because of this hate towards our body. And so like getting to this place of, okay, like you don't have to love everything about it, but like, this is your body today. So let's get you to a place of acceptance so you can be present in your life now.
0: And why is it we have such a hard time accepting our body? I mean, we think we're born with it. We we should like it. we you know, we've had it our whole lives
1: yes it, it is so hard and i definitely want to acknowledge that you know this is something that is so much easier said than done um, and i think the basis of it is that at one point in our life we learn that weight loss gets us things gets us external things based on what we were taught in our families or what we saw in the media and if we don't accept or like ourselves we tend to seek approval from others and One of the easiest ways to get a ton of attention, approval, and validation is weight loss. You know that? You look so great. You're doing such a great job. You look amazing. And we learn that. And so it kind of reminds Mm -hmm. us or teaches us that like, hey, if I look good or if I lose weight, then everybody likes me. Everybody gives me compliments. I get all this validation. And with that, we only obsess over our weight and our body to the extent that we believe our bodies get us more love, more respect, more social approval, Mm -hmm. get you that promotion, etc. Like all these other external things. I think when we obsess about our bodies, it really has less to do about the number on the scale and more about what we believe that that number means in regards to what we can get on the outside. And I'm not gonna deny that weight loss doesn't sometimes make it easier to get you some of the above. Like we live in a very, you know, diet culture society. But I like to challenge this idea with my clients and have them think about, is it really the weight loss that gets you the above? That social approval, promotion, whatever, Or is it the change in personality, mood, confidence and outlook on your life that gets you the above, you know, and so when we focus so much on the weight and don't pay attention to our personality, we're kind of reinforcing to ourselves that our body is the most important thing about us. When there's so many other things that are so much more important about us and, you know. To circle back around, if we tell ourselves that the reason why we don't have the things we want in life is because of our bodies, well, then, of course, it's hard for us to accept them. And with living in a culture so focused on weight loss... I like to kind of change the focus instead of trying to focus so hard on losing weight. Like I understand that sometimes that's something that people want and there's nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. I just really try to have that be put more on the back burner and let's focus on like the real life stuff instead and start addressing like all of the other problems that are going on in your life to kind of make yourself feel better as you're changing your habits and your lifestyle and all that other stuff.
0: So interesting. Um, I think you've answered my next question uh, about what are like, what are the actual problems and why we focus on weight loss instead?
1: Yeah. So going off why it's so hard to accept our bodies. If we blame our bodies for all of our problems in life, then common sense would say the solution just meets the solution would be to just lose weight. And mm-hmm. I want to make a disclaimer that this is not always the case for everybody. I'm referring to those who specifically blame their bodies for everything that has happened in their life. Like my marriage is falling apart because of my body. I didn't get the job because of my body, whatever. Um, and, I, and I get that because I used to do that too. And the hard truth is that that's just essentially deflecting our emotions trying to take the easy way out like if i blame my weight for my marriage being rocky then why would i get uncomfortable and face the emotions that my marriage is rocky when i believe losing weight will fix everything and i can just go on a diet if i blame my weight for my parents constantly criticizing me then why would i get uncomfortable and face the emotions that my parents don't give me the love and attention that i crave when i believe losing weight will fix everything and i can just go on a juice cleanse i mean Think about it. If you had the option to either go to therapy and unpack all these uncomfortable emotions you've been suppressing for years or just cut out dessert, what would you choose? And that's kind of the answer right there where it's like, all right, if we're blaming our bodies for everything, we're just deflecting. And that's just a defense mechanism because we don't want to get uncomfortable. And so that is going back to this idea of like, you know, We need to address what is actually going on if you actually want to feel better.
0: So how does one start to do that, to separate a diet from these uncomfortable emotions and go into those?
1: Yeah, good question. So I think, you know, the first thing you have to do is kind of recognize and be honest with yourself, like, what is really going on in my life? And like, what am I blaming in my life? For my weight Um, and kind of looking at, you know, what is the reality of what's going on and like what am I believing is there and so when we can look at what is going on in our life and and question like maybe it's because of other things that is that are causing these problems and not because of our weight then we can start to separate the two and then we can start to either go into those emotions on our own. Like when we are like, all right, I understand like, this is why my marriage is falling apart. So I'm going to start to look at that or whether you're guided by a therapist or a coach. I think the first piece is just being aware of like, what are the real problems in your life?
0: Right. And then, I mean, some of the times, is it just fear of others judging your body as well? And that's actually legit and...
1: Yeah, yeah, such a good question. So for, you know, l- moving on to like solution so we can like get this positive yes. because I feel like, you know, I don't want this to be a buzzkill episode where it's like, oh my gosh, like I have all these things to unpack. Um, I think that, you know, let's just start with the basis of like realizing what's going on and get you to feel better. And then we can start to slowly unpack. Um, and with that, you know, I think it's important to realize if you're listening to this episode and you're like, Oh my gosh, that's so me. Like, that's what I've been doing. Don't judge yourself for that and recognize that this is something you learned and it's not mm-hmm. your fault. And so the benefit of that is that you can learn something new and you can be taught something new. And <clears throat> I could spend hours unpacking solutions to help you um, accept your body. But I want to give anyone listening some actual things that you can use now to get on track to accepting your body and feeling better about your body so that you can kind of feel better about addressing maybe these uncomfortable emotions that are going on so first and foremost i always like to bring attention to body neutral affirmations Um, i think that sometimes we feel like we have to look in the mirror and say i love everything about my body and because we don't love everything about our bodies it's like i'm not even going to do that because i'm just looking in the mirror telling myself lies and so when we can get bored more to this place of body neutrality where it's like you look in the mirror and you say all right I don't love everything about my body today, but this is how my body looks today, so I'm going to accept it, we can just feel better. And that just helps us have a better day. And that doesn't mean your body's never going to change, doesn't mean your body's going to look this way forever, but just recognizing that rejection doesn't do anything but keep you miserable. Um, And then going back to what you asked, being honest with yourself about what the real problems are in your life, and once you recognize this, focusing on just processing that emotion. And then back to your question on judgment, I think it comes down to checking your own biases. Often the judgments we hold towards others about their weight is the way we fear they will judge us. Mm -hmm. So if we connect... Unattractive, lazy, unmotivated to those in larger bodies or to fat, then of course we're gonna fear that they're gonna have the same, you know, that other people are gonna hold the same biases towards us. So that really starts with changing our own biases. When you look at someone, you know, in a larger body, what do you think? If you have these negative connotations or these negative thoughts, then of course you're gonna fear that other people are gonna ju- judge you for the same thing. So that comes down to looking at, again, not judging yourself for having these, right? These are mm-hmm. things that you were learned and we live in a very diet focused culture. And so, you know, just recognizing, whoa, like, okay, that makes sense. Like when I look at someone in the larger body, I do think that. So I'm going to start to kind of challenge that. And I think this comes back to just challenging everything that you've been taught and realizing that it's not your fault. These are things that you've learned. These are things that you've been taught but also could explain why you just feel kind of blah all the time and, you know, getting you out of this constant obsession so we can get you back into your life.
0: Right. And you're doing some of this with your new business, Coffee Talks Wellness podcast that goes along with it. So tell us about that.
1: Yeah. Kind of um, the community
0: you're building there.
1: Yeah. My heart, my soul. So I always knew that I wanted to work with disordered eating in some way when I went to therapy and I kind of, you know, became recovered myself. I just didn't know how exactly I wanted to do it or what I wanted to do. I always knew I kind of wanted to do private practice because I'm always like, I have all these ideas and like, I want to do my own thing. And in the pandemic, I found that a lot of people were struggling with food and I was listening to a lot of people struggling with being home and having food all around. And for the first time they were Mm -hmm. emotional eating and there was a lot of talk about fear of weight gain and all this stuff. And I realized that most therapeutic resources out there are either extremely dry or they're just hard to understand if you're not a therapist. And so I was like... What if I created a space where I could share skills that were like easy to digest in a fun and engaging way that anybody who, you know, wanted some extra help could have a safe place to go to and not feel so alone and so I think with this the vision has always been trying to take the stigma off around therapy that it's scary and that it's boring and that it's dry and that it's so calm like so calm and not that anything is wrong with that but like sometimes people want like you know solutions they want to like talk about it they want to go forward and um, I just wanted to offer a different space so you know showing to people that you don't have to have all these problems to go and that it can be kind of like just chatting with your girlfriend over coffee, but with a little extra added skills. So my mission essentially was to help women make health and wellness a part of their life without it being their life. And that has always been my intention. Um, And, you know, I think especially seeing it here in Jackson, where everybody is so health focused. And I think that that's amazing, but how can we make health a part of our life without it being everything? You right. know what I mean?
0: The obsession. And so, yeah. yeah, what's the name of your podcast? When did you start it? What are you, what are you doing on there? Cause that's yeah, part of what so you're building.
1: My, so I have, um, an Instagram where I share a ton of resources Um, And that handle is it's Ryan Nicole and then I also do have a podcast and that is the coffee talks wellness podcast and so I alternate between a solo episode with just me chatting with you all, and then a guest episode every other week and I bring on it is all food and body focused. Um, and so I bring on other dietitians, other nutritionists, other therapists, um, other people who have just simply gone through it and want to share their stories, um, fitness experts just to kind of talk and get different perspectives um, from other people that have gone through this, but also different views for how to learn about this. I feel like, again, it's really hard if you're not in this to go on the internet and like learn about it and not just be so bored by all the videos or like look at the blogs and be like, wait, what is this even? It can just be so overwhelming. So hopefully giving you some digestible, but also engaging forms to learn about this stuff.
0: Right. And I'm gonna say to everyone out there, I've listened to some of the podcasts, and you can hear Ryan's energy and enthusiasm. It is not super technical, nor is it dry yeah. at all. So it's <laughs> definitely it's a good time lesson. You I know, you, a disc- you broke your hot like, heart issues. Should,
1: I should put a disclaimer like turn your volume down because you talk so loud.
0: You get so excited. But I mean it's it's awesome. So yeah. um are you also working with people one-on-one outside of current sealy?
1: I would be open to it, not right now. Um my okay. goal is to have a space where I could do that and that's where I'm hoping to grow to. So with my business, everything is virtual right now. So Coffee Docs Wellness is all virtual. I do one-to-one coaching and then I do group coaching. When this podcast launches, I'll, also, I'll actually be starting a 12-week mastermind from, you know, with people all over the world, which I think of one thing good has come out of COVID. It's just been our ability to connect with people all over the world. And I'm like, this is so cool. Like that I can, and all of my stuff on coffee talks wellness right now is coaching just because it is, you know, from all over the world. So I like to make that very, very clear that it's not therapy. It is coaching. Got it. So I am hoping to eventually get to a place where I can take clients one-on-one here and have like a cute little space where uh we could have coffee together, chat about everything but that that is in the works
0: okay are you taking online coaching clients now
1: yeah so people so want
0: to start there
1: yeah so I'm completely booked right now but I should have some openings when this podcast airs okay. so yeah, man. yeah. perfect um, and all of that is on my website and you can apply there and all good things
0: Awesome. Any yeah. other thoughts you want to share on body image that we didn't get to cover today and important points we might have missed? Mm,
1: I would say start small. Start with things that you can do now that make you feel good. Um, I think one of the biggest things that we've all kind of gotten so used to, and there's not a problem with this, but just recognizing like how normalized just hanging out and loungewear has been since the coronavirus has started. And again, there's nothing wrong with that, but sometimes something as simple as just like getting dressed in real clothes can make you just like feel so good. And so with everything, just kind of start asking yourself, like, would this make me feel good with everything that you do, you know, and just like adding balance to it, whether that is moving, like it could be something as simple as do you actually like your workouts or are you just going because you feel like you have to, like, do you actually like the food that you're eating? Or do you feel like that's something that you should be having? Do you actually like the people that you hang out with or is it just because they're around? And so like kind of really looking at your life and looking at, do these things make me feel good? And kind of just starting there and noticing without judgment what's going on.
0: Those are deep questions. When you yeah. like break them down, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And, it, like, it might break them a lot, but that's okay. You can reach out to me on Instagram. We can break them down together.
0: <laughs> that is awesome. Great. One last question in your own
1: health journey: what one habit or change
0: that can be related to our topic today and your food journey or not? What has been most impactful in your life?
1: I don't weigh myself ever. We don't have a scale in our house. When a scale is around, I don't look at it. I just found for me, it just it just set up my day to base base my day off that number. If the number was low or what I wanted, I ate more freely and enjoyed my day. And if the number was high or not what I wanted, I ate more restrictive and punished my body. And I just didn't like like having my self-esteem attached to a electronic device. And so I just found that for me, and this isn't the case for everybody, but for me, it just wasn't productive for me to know the number. So now it's, you know, I just focus on moving in a way that feels good and nourishing my body in a way that feels good. And my clothes still fit. And (laughs) I still have the energy to do everything that I want to do. And it really helps me enjoy my life every day. So you know, I can really be present. And something else is cleaning up your social media feed. Um, Mm -hmm. I feel like that is huge. Just takes 10, five minutes, go through and look at, you know, how does this person make me feel? Um, And that has been huge as well, just for comparison.
0: That's awesome. Cool. Thank you. Thanks so much for sharing today. And everyone's like, seriously, check out her podcast as well.
1: So know that I'm usually such a talker. So if anybody listening to this is like, I want more, come to my Instagram. I make the craziest reels that just like, I just want like to provide like realness and authenticity where you can see me in my work clothes, but you can also see me in my gym clothes where you can see me having a great day or you can see me having a bad day. And you know that like, this is real life. And I just want you to have a space where you can go and feel like, you're not alone. And so, yeah, that is me. And I'm just so thankful to be able to share all of this with you today.
0: Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to Health in the Whole. If you liked it, please subscribe so you can hear the next episodes. And remember, this podcast is not medical advice. Consult your healthcare provider before doing anything drastic.